you're listening to Raising Anchor, a Rhode Island FC podcast. We're glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to Raising Anchor, your podcast and source for all things Rhode Island FC. I'm your host, Matt Entrican, coming to you on Thursday, November 30th. We've got lots to catch up on from new player acquisitions, as well as preseason training travel plans. Plus, we've got all the details you need to know to prepare yourself for the big kit reveal event coming next Monday. We're back from a week of stuffing our faces, and with me, full of both the turkey and pie, is our favorite co-host, Jason Carey. Jason, how is it going? You uh, calling me out on eating a lot of pie? <laughs> I, I mean, it was it was a great Thanksgiving together. That was fun. I don't think we've celebrated one of those in quite a few years. And uh, I made sure to bring, what, four pies so that you were taken care of from a pie front and you did not disappoint. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's four different pies. I'm going to try a slice of each. So You were the only one at that Thanksgiving that did that. Everyone else stayed in their lane. And it was almost a litmus test, right? Like, what is your favorite pie and what does that describe about you? And you were you were just, no, no, no. I'm going to eat them all. Jack of all trades. <laughs> you know, as we're, as we're getting a little older here, you, you think that you can tackle all of the food on the table, but it, just, it doesn't work that well anymore. I learned, I think I learned like maybe five years ago when you order a whole pizza and you're just speaking like a different type of pie, right? And you go, I can... I can tackle that. And then you get halfway and you're starting to do that. Who wants to be a millionaire? You're looking at your three lifelines. Like, can I call a friend? Can I just go 50-50 on this? And you realize you just don't have what it takes anymore. I, I, I'm still not even close to your level of game. In fact, it's almost disappointing because if based on the way I describe your eating habits on this podcast, you would think of the two of us, you're the bigger guy and not even close. I, I, I don't feel like I eat as much as you in terms of instant volume, but I think you only eat once a day. That has to be what you're doing. <laughs> no, I think I, I just sometimes put a big numbers, just but not all, all the time. I, I could learn from you. Uh, in fact, if you could just eat some of the food off of my plate in the future, that would be fantastic. But overall, it was great having Thanksgiving. We were able to have friends. Um, I mean, you're family at this point, but, but friends over. Uh, it was really, really fun. Hadn't hadn't made a, a, a Thanksgiving meal in a while. And to listeners, I, we hope you all had a great Thanksgiving yourselves. Uh, feel free to share any stories in uh, DMs or in posts. Let us know how your Thanksgiving went. Um, I still have never deep fried a turkey, by the way. I don't think I ever will. I continue to hear the horror stories of, of throwing a turkey in a vat of oil. But uh, I kudos to any of you out there that do that as a tradition. You don't want to burn the house down? I don't. I mean, I feel like I burn myself down around the, at the same time. And then, you know, it's funny with that Thanksgiving stuff, someone already accused us of ruining their Thanksgiving tradition by not having a podcast to listen to the the following Friday. I, I don't know where that's coming from because you can't have a tradition if it never started to begin with. So it's not like there's a previous Black Friday that someone listened to this. Um, and there's a really fun question. Someone went beyond, I mean, up truly above and beyond to ask what I think is the funniest thing I've ever read doing these recordings with you so far so we'll get to that in a bit but uh sorry that we d- we're off for a week we've got a lot to catch up on like we mentioned but before we do the the craziness the 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 hot newness of spotify dropping its wrapped onto onto its platform everyone's been going and you know kind of listening and looking and reflecting on on their their journey through the year that is 2023 we've already seen some really nice gestures from fans that have showed, you know, raising anchor at the top of that list for their podcast listens. I really appreciated one of them where we were above Taylor Twelman. That's that's a win in and of itself. Um, but we even beat out listeners who listen to the likes of Joe Rogan, Men in Blazers. I, I we're we're being put on a pedestal here, Jason. We, we we've got a lot of responsibility on our shoulders moving forward. Yeah, I imagine uh, it's. I mean, it was it was it was in my top five too. <laughs> I I think I'm probably the number one listener since I you know do the quality control and then I listen to it once and then I may listen to it with someone else again. So I'm inflating our numbers. You know, we gotta we gotta keep those 
listener counts live and and large but uh curious who who were some of the tops on your on your wrapped i mean like podcast wise like football weekly was at the top but they they do two shows a week so that's just you know we can't compete with those numbers not <laughs> yet. right now um and then it was just you know i listened to 28 days worth of music <laughs> you well, listened to 28 physical days that's what it said in terms that's of minutes that's impressive what was the number one band or do you not want to embarrass yourself on no, this? i don't care i think it was it was i think it was like ghost and then tool was in there i don't know it was like metal 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 spanish music metal <laughs> nice nice my number one was hosier i guess i listened to it a lot earlier in the year and then selena selena was number two so you know that's that's the the consequences of having uh hispanic partners in the in the in the life space so uh, but speaking of rap, we got to wrap this up because we have a ton to talk about and not a lot of time to to get it done. So you ready to jump into this? Let's do it. All right. Hey, let's start with your favorite topic, the stadium and its costs. Oh, yeah. You know me. I'm on social media constantly blasting it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, to and I, we apologize that we even have to continue having these conversations. But I think we warned listeners and episode three that this was going to be an ongoing thing until the final brick was laid and the lights were powered on for the first time at a at a match but um i it's a surprise to some it's not a surprise to others but uh the stadium costs have been increased uh from the original uh 124 million i think it was uh and it has now it has risen to an increased cost of 137.7 million dollars uh, when we reached out to the club, their official response was construction costs have increased since 2022 for a number of reasons, including things like supply costs, labor costs, and rising interest rates. We all know the market right now. Inflation is very real among us amongst the COVID disruptions. Um, and they further went on to say that the private developer is bearing the cost of any increases. It's And this is important for people to understand. There are no additional public funds going into the project. And I think some of the you know, people who shall remain nameless at this point, because I don't want to give them a platform to to even have people go and look for them. You know, they've been making irrational claims that there's been fiduciary irresponsibility from fortuitous partners, from Rhode Island FC, from the city of Pawtucket, and that suddenly these bond sales and these these funds that are being released are in accumulation to the increased costs. And and they're not saying it outright. It's like it's like the weirdest thing. They're 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 saying the numbers. Then they're saying a completely separate part of the story and they're expecting people who read their stuff to combine the two as if that's the intended consequence of the first action and they're completely separate things. So yes, the stadium has increased in cost and no, it's not coming from another cent from taxpayers, the city or the state. So hopefully this is the last increase. The stadium is starting to get really expensive, especially when we've seen other projects that are getting kickstarted from stadium designs in things like Arkansas and New Mexico United, who had a really cool stadium design. Um, hopefully, we stop seeing these things happen, and the stadium just gets done at this point. Because this is getting to become a very pricey stadium, and you know, I just I hope that we can you know curtail as many more expenses as possible at that point. Yeah, at this point, though, um, th- there's someone who keeps updating on the uh, on the Discord, showing pictures of the stadium being worked on. So I don't think we have to worry about it being completed. If at the end of the day it does cost some more money, uh, you know, you know, I don't think it's going to be coming from the taxpayers. They've already have commitments that it's going to be taken care of. So, and it's not our with, money. Yeah, and with the buzz that is around this club, the amount of season ticket holders that they've so like you know already accumulated, I, I don't think we need to worry. This this money will be made back, you know, eventually. Yeah, and and I mean that's. That's the spirit of what they're doing. And plus, you remember, too, this is just that phase one. The soccer stadium is, is one jewel in the crown of what that Tidewater landing will be. So I think when you start seeing the rest of things come online and we've played a few years, this will be something we talk about in the past as a as an apples to apples comparison for the rest of the projects that have to come online in, in Pawtucket. So you ready to move on? All right, yeah, We so we got another corporate partner here to announce. RAFC has joined teams with Delta Dental of Rhode Island. Say that five times fast. Delta <laughs> Dental, Delta. I, I think I would mess it up. Both parties are looking forward to working together during RFC's inaugural 2024 season and beyond. 
So where do we think these partners are going to show up for the team? Um, maybe like in the, the, the book? Um, banners around the stadium. You, you think it'll be like one of the, I mean, they're not on the kit, right? They're not a NASCAR sponsor. They're not getting the lower left quadrant of the hip flexor on the shorts, right? Do you think somewhere in, in the deep, dark dungeons of the stadium, they'll have some sort of gulag where they just throw you down there and then just do like root canals on you and then send you the bill? I mean, if you're telling oh, me oh, I could only... get a root canal and watch a game, if I needed one, oh, that's where they put a dental office as a suite in the stadium. I'd go there every time. <laughs> Even if the game wasn't being played that day, just getting to watch the beauty of the river and the pitch itself, that's the perfect dental office. The Delta Dental Suite? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you've got it wrong. You get a root canal with their insurance, and then they reward you with a suite. Like when you open a bank account with certain investors, and then they go, hey, thanks for opening a bank account. Here's two tickets to a match. Come get a root canal, and you get two tickets to a game. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect sign me up i expect every single player we have on this team to have immaculate teeth if we have a dental partner i'm, I'm just i'm saying it now so um speaking of players we have signings and uh, we'll preface this we know that it's you know the evening of of thursday the 30th we know that this gets posted tomorrow on the first we also know there's a player getting announced tomorrow and we can't talk about it um so rhode island fc i know you're listening no more Friday announcements, okay? We need that commitment from you guys. This is a partnership. We have just as much stake in this as you guys do, so help us out. Help us help you. Um, so enjoy the announcement for tomorrow when you're listening to this in tandem. But today we get to talk about the announcement from last week when we took the week off. So um, I I don't know how any easier way to kind of just fess up and own that we got this one wrong completely. We were on the right track. We knew that there was scouting being done in Ireland in the premier division of Ireland soccer. We knew <laughs> that it would probably be a forward or attacking threat minded player because that's where you spend the money. That's where you go into to get an international. And we knew the two teams that were being scouted at the time between St. Pat's and Bohemians. We just guessed completely wrong and went with the striker from Bohemians instead of the striker from St. Pat's. So, I mean, we get, it's like, it's like you get partial credit for putting the effort in and doing the homework, but the answer at the end was completely wrong. I don't know if that means we failed the speculation test. I feel pretty good that we were on the right track, but at the end of the day, we didn't get this right. So that being said, we did sign Mark Doyle. Uh, he is a 25-year-old Irish national who spent uh, several seasons with the League of Ireland's Premier Division, uh, including um, St. Patrick's Athletic, among other teams that he came up through the U-17 and U-19 systems. For those of you that have already watched the video, this is not necessarily new news, but um, you know, I think some of the stats that may have gotten lost in the promotionals is you know, Mark Doyle does come with significant experience, including 217 senior appearances across all of his competitions, he scored 65 goals and 22 assists. And when you average that out, and for anyone that wants to do the math, that comes out to about 0.51 goals and assists per 90. That's not bad when you think that normal XG for a game, healthy XG is like 1.4. He's already contributing as a single player, half of that number, a little less than half. But what I find fascinating about Mark Doyle in particular, beyond his goal scoring and assist driving pieces, is that he also has shown up huge in matches that matter. So not only has he played uh, in some UEFA Europa League qualification matches, uh, he's also been instrumental in securing victories for St. Patrick's um, Athletic in raising the, the club to FAIA Cup champions uh, in 2023. Without his goal, um, which brought them you know up instead of equalizing, but actually into the winning space, it could be said that Mark Doyle was the one that drove home the victory for St. Patrick's. So having said that, I think that this is the kind of player that Rhode Island FC is looking for. Um, he is a left-wing player. Um, we know that Coach was a left-wing. So this is someone that if Coach was going to sign off on, he knows what he's looking for probably more than any other role. And with this addition, it brings a lot of different play styles, I think, to the organization. Uh, he's very direct. He's very dominating in the space. I get kind of a, um, when he's not dribbling through things, I get a very poacher vibe. Like he knows where to be when crosses are coming in. I didn't see a lot in his highlight reel. I'm curious, Jason, if you got to see that. I didn't see any of his assists. The the YouTube and the highlights didn't really, they, they love to show the goals. They love to show the, the breakaways. 
but he seems well suited to be on that left attacking mindset, whether he's creating offense or he's finishing, he's finishing goals. What did you think of him as a, as a player? Yeah. Um, it, I, I too was impressed with his, uh, let's say like right time at the right spot kind of ability. Um, almost, almost kind of more like a striker in that regards, despite him being a left winger. You know, if I th- I think if I remember correctly, coach said he was fond of the four three three. So I mean, with him being, but maybe if that's what we're looking at lining up, him, one of the front three up there. You know, I think that could be significant for us to have a threat. Do you think he'll keep him as a left winger, or since we're investing in an international, attacking minded, you know, forward, do you think he would slot interchangeably as like a direct striker? In that piece, I mean, I know Coach has said he wants his players to be proficient in multiple roles and wearing multiple hats. But do we th- do we think that that's what Mark's capable oh, of delivering? A lot of that would be dependent upon uh, like some of the other players that we sign. Um, I also, I you know, I watched some highlights and and looked into him. I don't know enough about his his entire football career in regards of has he played striker? I don't think so. I think transfer market showed left mid and left wing. So I think I think that's probably where we'll see him. But from what some of the highlights, he has no qualms drifting into the box and just you know scoring when he needs to. Yeah, he was very comfortable being centrally positioned to to run up channels. So um, that's exciting to see. I will say, speaking of his transfer market data, uh, it was really interesting when I looked at the way St. Pat's plays him. He doesn't seem to play the full ninety. Often coming out between the 65th and the 80th minute. Now, that can be for a multitude of things, right? The game could already be put to bed and giving another striker uh, an option, but it also could be that he runs himself into the ground and he gets gassed as a result. I don't know what to take about it. Take take from that, I should say, without watching full reels and really understanding more, but I'll be curious if because he's such a direct player and and not, you know, timid in that approach and aggressiveness to get where he needs to be for potential setup and plays i wonder if this is someone that can that consistently really play the full 90 or if this is someone who's going to just run his heart out for 75 minutes and then we're going to have to go to the bench which again not a bad thing especially if if you've got the goals you need like you've done the job for the day really curious to see but he definitely did not average as many 90 minute performances as he did you know 65th and again strikers are notorious for not putting in full 90 minute sets so any any kind of thoughts on that or is that just more par for the course that yeah that i'm not sure without you know without the full picture you know i don't is it because he's running himself into the ground is it a tactics thing does the coach have another good player in that position then maybe he just likes to swap out it's hard to say you know not to go off on a tangent but i i do think more teams, more coaches should make sure that they use all of their subs. There's a lot of people out there playing a lot of football and we don't need to like run these people into the ground, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, if you have weapons, use them. Like, I, I think to that point, nothing is more frustrating for a fan uh, who, you know, tries to put themselves in the position of being a player or being a coach than when the game is not going towards your favor and you have alternates and subs on the bench that never get used and you're you just scratch your head saying, what, what is this coach waiting for? You know, the players have had their chances. They're not creating, like you need to do something differently. So I don't, I don't disagree with that in the slightest. Um, I'm really excited. Mark, welcome to the team. We can't wait to get to meet you. Um, we're super excited to have you here. And then, you know, that's, that's your first Irish connection right there, Jason. I expect you to unlock immediate interview access to this player you have to have someone in your family tree that knows him right i don't know <laughs> get to researching i'll have to uh what's the family family tree.com or something oh be careful like oh yeah family tree is probably fine don't do ancestry you're, you're gonna find some some skeletons in your closet that you don't want to know about i already know about some of them <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> keep them buried keep them safe (laughs) all right you uh you ready to jump into uh some more exciting news some some warmer news yeah so uh rfc stroke up a deal with the bermuda football association and they uh are delighted to announce that it's going to host rafc from february 23rd to 28th in 2024 for an exciting preseason training camp 
The highlight of this collaboration will be practice matches scheduled for February 24th and 27th, providing a valuable opportunity for both teams to fine-tune their skills and strategies. So the team that they're going to be playing against is the men's senior team for the Bermuda national team. It's not, we weren't sure when this was happening, like, oh, are they going to play like the Hornets, you know, coach's old club or one of the other divisional Bermudian league match teams. So they're going to be squaring up against Bermuda's best. I don't know what their um, ranking is in FIFA. And I guess it's it's probably not unheard of that national teams play club teams, but generally you, yeah, you don't do that. Agreed. I, 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 you know, I looked up the number when Coach had made a joke that his squad had played the lowest ranking team because he had said like two thousandth, but there's only like two hundred and six countries in in the in the planet. Um, and he corrected himself. I don't want to say anything other than that. Um, but yeah, I I don't remember Bermuda's footprint. I do know that Bermuda has struggled over the last thirty years to get games because we've talked about this in Concacaf you know, bringing back in those island chains and those countries that, you know, may be misrepresented when they think about the Canada's, the North America, or sorry, the Canada's, the Americas, and the Mexico's when it comes to uh, CONCACAF. I mean, just looking at the recent performance of of the leagues, Jamaica is no longer one to, to laugh at. And look what Trinidad and Tobago can do to America when it gets, you know, it gets scrappy. So, um, I'm really excited. I think this is really good competition to line them up against. Um, you know, I'd be really curious if this becomes a precedent and then a year over year, at least while Coach Kano's in charge, if this is something that develops as a result. I would even wonder, too, if this seems like it came after the IMG announcement. So maybe the entire preseason is spent in Bermuda instead. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I have some opinions on the travel here in the second, but I know there's there's kind of a few th- extra things that you want to add. I think there was a nice quote from uh, the technical director. Yeah, so let's let's finish reading this up here real quick. So this strategic initiative is part of the Bermuda Football Association's ongoing commitment to fostering international partnerships and enhancing football development within the National Academy. The collaboration with Rhode Island FC presents a unique occasion for Bermuda's senior men's national team to engage in rigorous training sessions and practice matches, essential in preparation for the upcoming international commitments in 2024. This is a moment of fulfillment collaborating with my teammate for both club and country. Having watched Kano go from strength to strength as a professional player, his coach education pathway, and now general manager and head coach, it is a pleasure to work on this mutually beneficial project by having Rhode Island FC come to Bermuda, said Maurice Lowe, technical director at the Bermuda Football Association. And yeah, I think like you had you had mentioned about the the CONCACAF Nations League, and if, if we even add, you know, MLS, not to bring them up, in USL, the more we, we get the players from maybe some of these smaller, lesser-known countries to come to our leagues and play, it also has a benefit in, in the way that their national teams are getting better, which is forcing the U.S. men's national team like to have tougher games. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's spot on. And also, too, I would say, I would even argue that maybe that's a place where talent is not being discovered at, quote-unquote, Division One teams, um, whether that's through their own academy prospects or just penetrating those those first team rosters on uh, at the MLS level. So, in fact, there are several players in the island chains that were in uh, some of the clubs uh, in the la- for the last four teams making it through the USL finals, um, and a couple of them came home bringing hardware. So, I, I com I, I completely agree with that. I'm I'm really excited. Now, what I also though am kind of I don't want to say scared of, but it will be a review i think at the end of it that um this is a compacted schedule for preseason now now this is my first preseason training where i've i've followed you know because usually preseason starts and you're just like okay what players have come what players have left and in this instance it's kind of starting to pay attention to the infrastructure the the pieces that need to get moved to have a a quote-unquote successful preseason but this is a really jam-packed agenda at this point because you know look at the timeline at this point we know that players report in for medical evaluation and start their training at bryant university in mid-january where they're going to spend two weeks 
uh, maybe 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 an extra week just depends on like the five week rotation of months because sometimes there's five weeks in a in a calendar month but they go from playing at bryant and then in february they head down to img in uh in florida and then after two weeks of training in florida they head to bermuda for that period of time so about another week and then you know they come back from bermuda and they finish their eight week training period with a capstone of a couple extra weeks at bryant before the first game of the season I, it's not a lot of travel, but to me, that's a lot of travel in the sense that, you know, the benefits that unlock by just keeping a team, com- you know, confined to a compound, gelling, you know, having meals together, spending time getting to know each other, really like staying in each other's presence and now adding travel to that. Travel is one of the most stressful things to any club. You know, there's there's a reason why people don't understand, especially in places like the Premier League and La Liga, that when you look at the travel for club, for players when they come to America, whether it's MLS or USL or even just, I don't know, any other sport, the distance, the geography of this country is so demanding. It's time zones, it's altitude, it's weather. I, 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 I am very curious if this much movement while you're trying to get players to, to gel and vibe is of a benefit because it prepares them for the road warrior season they'll have to have or if it's a detriment. I don't know. I'm not a professional. I won't even speculate. But it's something that comes to mind when I see the congestion of this many different places in one rotation. So I'm assuming, you know, we, we, we almost need this bumper sticker in Coach Kano we trust. Obviously, this isn't his first rodeo. I know he knows what he's doing. Uh, as an outsider looking in, it just it feels like it's a lot, especially to be away from family. That's what four or five weeks to be away from your family, unless unless they're coming with and they're getting a vacation in Bermuda. I don't I don't know how the club's uh, doing that. Yeah, it's it's it can be very demanding throughout the season. So might as well just go ahead and hit the ground running. It it will be a very very interesting picture on what what we see as as fruition going to game one so i'm excited uh i i we can't be in all the places they're going to be so it'll be difficult and challenging to report on the progress i mean we couldn't even report on the next piece of news which was the combine invite you know going back to we covered the first day of open tryouts we were late to that that we didn't go to the second day and then there was a third day we found out about um, and then, you know, here comes the the invitational only combine. Uh, we reached out to the club. They were, and rightfully so, pretty cagey about wanting to share more information because those are active players that are being evaluated and decisions are being made. Um, so li- information is limited, but there were a couple of key notes to kind of mention and then combine with other news or information that we've heard in the past. So we know that the combine was extended to about 40 players. And when they posted the pictures of it, you know, ourselves and some other people, in fact, including some of the support from the the great people at the Blazing Musket, we all started scouring, you know, who is this? Who Does anyone recognize this person? And uh, there was a lot of collegiate talent that had shown up, especially from Providence College. Uh, there was midfielder Kevin Vang, uh, goalkeeper Lucas Burns, which I'm going to go out on a hot take right now and say we're signing Lucas Burns. I feel like that makes sense because of three reasons. One, we need three goalkeepers. Coach has made it abundantly clear that that's a strategy. It makes sense to have an amateur or collegiate that you can trust in that role. And we also know that our goalkeeping coach has previous ties of coaching Providence Providence men's soccer. So if there's someone he's been intimately familiar with or has been having conversations and trust the influence and advice of roster creation from it's going to be his alumni and his his previous connections to Providence. So I I think Lucas Burns is going to join Rhode Island FC just on just the the details meet up there for me in the middle. Um and then others like um uh defender Nathan Messer who is also actually an active player for Vermont Green FC uh which has one of the coolest kits in New England for now. I say that for now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, New, Vermont Green only plays USL2, so they're only playing in the summertime. So collegiately, Nathan's still on the books um, in that capacity. So when you look at that, lots of college talent, no idea if there were, you know, USL players invited that were out of contract. You know, I, I'm imagining Rhode Island FC was very selective in the photos that they did share for for very good reasons. But I'm willing to bet that some of the players we saw on the screen 
uh, are absolutely going to be joining the club. And listeners, if you saw anyone else and you recognize it, share it. I, I think there was one other name that was getting thrown around. I didn't add it because I, I, I hadn't had it confirmed yet. But yeah, I'll be really curious to understand what the final breakout of this group is. And then also, too, you know, Kano said something in our interview with him that some of these players could remain as trialists up through the preseason, right? Whether that's to get scrimmage time or that's to really understand if they're an ideal fit. I don't know what happens when you move from, you know, open tryout to you're playing with the team. I don't know if that's like a temporary contract. I don't know if you get paid at that point. We need to learn these like inner machinations of how soccer operations work. That's that's the that's the peel back the onion layer and find out more about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd be curious to know how that works because I imagine when they do some of the preseason training, they're going to have a bunch of other players probably there with them still, maybe a few of them that they're kind of on the fence about. And maybe it's some sort of trial kind of a contract, similar to like when um, Hartford had to sign people for what, 30 day contracts because of the COVID thing. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's something like that where they're like, you know, here is a minimum level of what what we'll give you you come with us and we'll uh we'll see how it works out yeah no well i'm really curious i can't wait to see and and you know again with mark doyle we only have five players right now so uh the more we can get on you know i I think coach what did he say he wanted he needed at least 11 for preseason but I, i think his number was 18 and if he could get one in each role which was unrealistic 22 so uh, you know, you got at least have 11 before we get to mid-January. And when you think five with six weeks left, no, five weeks, technically, I don't think they would announce during the Christmas break. You know, you're you're probably looking at some double releases coming up just to get the, the volume of players announced. All right. So are you ready for the, the big news that everyone that's bothering to listen is trying to fast forward through to get the, <laughs> the details on? Yeah. So um, the last time we got a chance to record... Uh, we were able to to break the information on you know when the kit reveal party was and the date and stuff for that. But now that all the main information is out, the club has graciously given us uh, additional details that we can share for listeners that are planning to attend the kit reveal party this upcoming Monday on December 4th. So buckle up. There's a lot of information that we want to cover pretty fast here. So for those of you living under a rock that didn't get the multiple emails or scoured the social media posts to get the information about the upcoming uh, kit party, uh, so yeah, it's at the Guild, uh, the brewery in Pawtucket. Uh, it starts at 5 o'clock, and we've heard a lot of noise online about why is it starting so early, uh, what's going on. Well, a couple things to that. One, I don't think the guild's normally open on Mondays. This is very much an, a dark event, so to speak, where it's them being there at a time that works for the people that have to help support and staff it. And second, you know, nobody wants to be there till super late. This is not, uh, you know, just a party. This is a family event. This is a community event. You've got people who need to get places in, in addition to. So, yeah, it's, it's going to start at 5 o'clock and it's going to end around 8 p.m. officially. The club would not give us an exact time when the official kit drop within the event will happen. So I don't think it's safe to assume that they'll push that just to like, you know, the middle marker and say, oh, you know, 630 is the is the go time. You know, w- will they also launch it at 505? No. But, you know, I would not assume or rest on the idea of convenience that you can show up at whatever time and make it to the actual kit reveal. So show up at five o'clock. You're getting told ahead of time make plans, you know, work it out, get sitters, you know, I I don't know what to tell you, but, but show up. Um, and then in terms of logistics, there's a lot here to unpack. So let's, let's dive into this. So first and foremost, if you registered as a season ticket member and you used your season ticket member, um, account and with the number of people that are correctly assigned to your season ticket member account, you will receive one complimentary beverage, uh, as a show of appreciation from the club for your support. Uh, it's important, I think, to mention a couple of things here. It is at a brewery, so there will be drinks on top of the complimentary beverage. However, there will be no food at this event. So for those of you who are lightweights or those of you that need to load up on some some carbs before you drink, you do need to plan accordingly as there's only going to be some light snack options. And I, I honestly would not trust or rely on that if you're someone who needs to have dinner, literally pack a lunch, I think, for the first time. I get to say that with intent on this podcast. <laughs> um, and then also to just be responsible. If you're going to drink at this thing, 
don't put yourself in a position that's going to jeopardize yourself or your safety. Um, so again, just plan accordingly. Now on to the kits themselves. So we can't describe the kits, even though we've been talking about it internally a lot. We can tell you what you can expect from the event party itself. So both the home kit and the away kit will be revealed at the event, but only the home kit will be available for sale at the event physically. Now, what will happen is the away kit is available to buy online and will be shipped to you, but it will not be available for purchase directly and physically at the event. So if you like one versus the other, keep that in mind when you get in line to purchase a kit. Additionally, there will be no goalkeeper kits. I know a couple of people have asked since, you know, Koke is the, the first signing. Does that mean we'll also see the goalkeeper's kit? Um, that will not be on display and we have not yet heard word on when we will see it. Now, in terms of the kit itself, the price is locked in at $85. So we were pretty close when we had speculated this back in the Capelli episode, and I'm pretty proud of that. I'm additionally proud of Rhode Island FC. Um, you can say what you want, but they're not out here fleecing anyone on the first go run. I mean, some of the kits, Capelli or not, can go for as much as $120. And that is not what Rhode Island FC's mission statement is here in supporting the community and anchoring the community. And I'm really proud that they're keeping this price extremely fair considering margins, inflation, and everything else that is existing in this world right now. Uh, kudos to them. That's probably one of the best accomplishments they've done all year. Now, with that $85, of course, that probably before tax. So I say that uh, so that you can understand, um, you know, there's going to be obviously a couple extra dollars that need to go into purchasing that. And then also that's just for the base kit. So $85 will not include customization or like buying a player numbers kit, right? Like if you want your favorite player, that probably will not be the same price because that's a different materials cost. Now, if you do want customization, it's not going to happen on site. However, the club will work with anyone that wants to get that customization done remotely at a later date. So if you buy the physical kit, they're willing to work with anyone that wants to add it later. They just can't do it on site. Or what you can do is if you can be patient, you can order the customized version um, and have that delivered at a later date. It's entirely up to you. I know there's going to be a lot of people that want to have something in their hands leaving that party. Um, but that's the, unfortunately, that's the constraints they have. They don't have a bunch of people with pressers there to, to get you whatever thing you want on the back of your jersey. And then finally, too, just in terms of other things, there will be some additional merch on site, but it is extremely limited. And I did confirm that the Christmas sweaters will not be available. I hope to see a bunch of people in those Christmas sweaters. And I totally forgot we have to shift gears because I meant to mention at the beginning of the hour, but I forgot to do it, our Christmas sweaters. So the USPS, the US Post Office, they destroyed our Christmas sweaters. They threw them away. How dare they? They, they? I don't know if they burned them. I don't know if they just like threw them in a pile. But I ordered them. And I was really surprised when another uh, person in the Discord showed that they already had theirs. And I, I was probably the first person to buy us, you know, both of us, the, the ones for the pod. And it didn't show up. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just wait another day. And it didn't show up. And then like Thanksgiving happened and they still hadn't shown up. So then I busted out the tracking number. They were destroyed somewhere. Guess where? Hartford. So not Hartford, but in Connecticut. <laughs> so when I asked the club, they were they said, but they don't know how that happened. The distributor is local. The producer was local to provide them. They have no idea how this kit, which could have been a five-minute drive probably from the source to, to, to my, my house, how it ended up heading to Pennsylvania and then Connecticut before getting destroyed. So my conspiracy theory hat is someone in the U.S. post office in Connecticut, saw Rhode Island because it, it says Rhode Island FC on the on the box as the shipping label. They saw that and they did something really terrible. They destroyed someone's gift. So the rivalry is real. Connecticut is going down next year, and if this happens again, we're gonna have problems. Okay, we're gonna have huge problems. You don't mess with my Chris, my ugly Christmas sweater, my beautiful ugly Christmas sweater that I still don't have, even though I know I was the first person to purchase one off the website. Does this start our revenge arc where we both get jobs at the USPS and then just destroy all merch from from Hartford? <laughs> I, I would only do that to find the person that did it. You know, I'd go out of my way like, hey, so what happens with mail that we destroy? And then, oh, it's this department. Who makes this decision? Oh, it's Steve. Oh, Is it's like the most ridiculous, intense thriller movie ever? <laughs> um, I feel like I can't add more because it may make me legally like culpable at a later date if something happened. So... We'll leave it there. But anyways, our sweat, our sweaters are coming. We will be wearing them for the event. 
uh, I tried to get the club to give us the kits ahead of time and like sneak them under like Superman style. I'm like, look, we've had them the whole time. Uh, they didn't. They didn't go for that for some reason. But anyways, back on track with this this Christmas. Uh, sorry, not Christmas. Uh, Christmas is coming, by the way. But back on track with um with this uh, kit reveal party. So there is one more important thing. So after everything I just shared about the home and away, the customization, the costs, and all that, really important piece here. So. Rhode Island FC is running a promotion right now for um, if you spend $175, you get a free $25 gift card back. And if that's if you spend it between $11.28 and $12.14, they need to start paying me for these promotions. Like this is literally an ad reel run in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> Having said that, these kits are eligible to be combined for those discounts. So if you do the math and you got three people you love in your life, you buy three of those kits, you're getting $25 back for free. And the cool thing is, is I, if you think that like, well, you know, I want to buy one kit now. I also want to buy the away kit. They will have mechanisms in place to give you digital gift cards on site if you've spent the money. So you can buy one kit on site. You can then buy the digital one on site, maybe buy a Christmas sweater on site or not, sorry, not on site, but digitally. And you'll get that $25 um, gift card. You have to make the entire purchase, though, in one shot. So when you go up there and make those decisions, if you want to do it there, if you just want to order it online later and you want to get everything customized. Um, but the, it's really nice that they are not because I thought they were going to make everything but the kits as a part of this promotion. No, no, no. They're going to make sure that the kits are a part of that. So they're $85. And if you buy a couple, you're going to be able to get a really nice, um, a nice discount and a nice gift. Now, I did not ask. And I regret not asking now, but the last question that we should have really asked when we had a chance to talk to the club was the season ticket member um, discount for the, the eligibility if you have season ticket membership. They did not tell me if that would be applied to something like this. So your best assumption is mine that there will qualify because I've never seen that it said it would exclude on any purchases. But take that with a grain of salt. And then if you're trying to do the math on like how much money do you have to spend to get these triggers for these discounts and, and these deals just take that into consideration as well. So that was a lot. That was a lot on the kits. Did I did I miss anything there? Um, I think you got it. I mean, it just looks like we didn't talk about, you know, who's going to be there too. Oh, oh, we'll get into that. But uh, there is one other thing. For the kits, they anticipate that they will have enough of the home kit available for everyone to buy, but that there's no such thing as a guarantee on this. So what that means is they could run out of certain sizes that they bring on site. Um, they also are not limiting anyone. So if there's some crazy person who said, I'm going to buy my entire family a kit for the season and buys 10 of the home kit, like that is 10 less than they probably anticipated from a headcount perspective, right? So what I don't want to scare people is that they show up and immediately get in some line and they don't enjoy themselves and have a good time uh, commingling and meeting other fans uh, at the event. But at the same time, you know, it's it's like being the last person on an airplane. Don't be the person that then has to check your carry-on bag underneath the plane because they ran out of space. So just take that into consideration, whatever that's worth. But yeah, so moving on though. So we've gotten the kit part out of the way of the kit party. Oh no, we haven't. One other thing. See, this is flying flying high right now. The, the announcement for who won the free kit and will model it at the event will be announced uh, tomorrow. So as you're hearing this, that announcement will be going out. So you'll hear the player announcement and then you'll hear the um, you'll hear the person who won the kit. I don't know if they'll broadcast or they'll just tell that one person, but um, it's not going to be us. Let's get honest. They don't want to see us strutting our stuff on any kind of kit runway. So yeah, so that's good and said. So let's move on to the other fun stuff here. So people, so who do you think is going to show up to this event? If you were to, if you were to make guesses. I think we might see Koke from our first signing. What but if then I again, told you that would that's the last guess you would ever want to make? I mean, yeah, he's probably still in Spain or something. Well, do you know why? So, so Koke just got married like four days ago. Nice. So, I mean, we, we'll just cover it now. Uh, he was recently married in Valencia, Spain. Uh, his wife shared a touching photo of them tying the knot. And just want to say an absolute huge congratulations uh, to the pair, I, I'll be curious if they're going to need recommendations on some good tapas places when they when they get over here. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, maybe maybe some of our other signings 
maybe Doyle is too soon. I don't know if he has still made his the move over from Ireland. You know, I don't. I don't know how the logistics of that works. If he that was already in plan, so maybe it was in the process. Oh, I'm going to ask you a huge question because I don't know this about Irish people, and maybe you don't either, but. I know Christmas, you know, it's happy Christmas, then it's Boxing Day, and I know how big soccer is, or football is, um, for that for that that day and time. It, do we know if that's even remotely the same for Ireland? Like, are they big on the Christmas? Because I wouldn't want to come over, I wouldn't want to fly across the pond to, to be at a kit reveal and then fly back home for Christmas unless I didn't have anything back home waiting for me and, and Christmas wasn't a big deal. Is Christmas a big deal in Ireland? Uh, I mean speak for all the Irish people here me the American guy whose grandfather was born in Ireland speak for all the Irish people (laughs) no idea bro okay okay so I'm gonna say it's probably doubtful then that he's coming but but if I think if we were to see a player my guess would be probably Connor he's already uh connected to um New England from being a, a Hartford athletic player and then maybe even Tomas because um, he he's a Massachusetts native. So I, I don't see why we wouldn't see one of those two, but I don't think our international friends are going to um, change their, their holiday plans at this point. But you, you went way deep on, on the, the conspiracy theories of who might show up. I was looking for a much easier answer. What, what about chip? Oh, I see where we're going. I think, yeah, we're probably going to see Mr. Seal there. Chip the Seal. Should we sing Seal's ba-da-da, ba-da-da-da? Should we do that would, every would, time we see him? Would he get it? I. We could make I, him I understand would hope, that. I would hope he would get it. We have years to teach him what that means. So, no, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, ben on the uh, on the media team, uh, please make uh, a music video remake remix of Chip to seals kiss from a rose please just make that make that happen you're welcome you're well enjoy ma- enjoy filming that enjoy scripting it um but please make that happen <laughs> so yeah so chip's gonna be there uh there's also gonna be a bunch i think of our local city and government officials uh investors are gonna be there uh i have not had it confirmed if founders will be there such as brett or mike I, they better hope they're not there because i will hot mic them and get some quotes. They they better hope that I don't see them there, or that they are partitioned off in an area that I cannot get to, because um, we'll come in with with a with a a lav hot about to get tackled by security. <laughs> Chip chips the security. Um, yeah, no. So uh, so we're gonna see that. Uh, and and you know, listen, guys, if you do see Chip, I'm sure he's gonna be super busy introducing and being the one of the highlights of the event. Um, so, you know, be gracious with his time as well, because I'm sure he's going to be all over the place and yeah, so that's going to be it. So it's the guild five o'clock there's drinks, uh, for season ticket members, there's a a free drink. Uh, the kit will be announced. You'll see both the home and the away. I'm really curious to see what the, what the opinion of our fans will be, um, whether they'll like one or more, uh, one, I should say more than the other. And then just you know it's probably gonna be the biggest moment so far in the history of the club where where fans get to truly kind of come together and congregate because everything they've done before this didn't feel as close or as real so it's just gonna be exciting it's 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 kind of the coming together that we deserve and that we we should see so i'm I'm really hoping for a huge turnout like so many so we we bought a bunch of stickers to pass out so for those of you that have bought stickers previously and sponsored the podcast through our uh, our store, uh, come find me and I'll throw a couple extras. I'll throw as many as you want at you because I appreciate you guys supporting it before we were able to uh, fund the the ability to make them to give them out. So please don't hesitate if you've already bought one or or anything for that matter. Show us your merch if you want to wear it and bring it. Uh, like I said, we'll be in the Christmas sweaters until we wear the until we get the kits. Maybe we'll put them on right then and there. You know, if the clubs, again, they are listening, if they just had our kits already ready and <laughs> had, you know, raising anchor on the back of each or anchors up, anchor, we, we agreed on anchors up, that would be a really nice Christmas gift, if you understand <laughs> what I'm saying. 
How do you wink, wink on a wink. podcast? Yeah, oh, that's actually, how you do it. Yeah, you, you just... wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're getting silly now. We need to we need to wrap things up. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see anyone and everyone uh, who shows up. Please don't re- please don't be afraid to reach out and say hi and introduce yourself. Um, and and really, just we we love to meet people. We love to to hear your stories and and you know just share in the support of this club. So so on that note, I think we covered that. Let's let's keep going. Yep. So with it being the holiday season, for those of you who may be wanting to look for an opportunity to share or give back, we'd like to formally recommend supporting Rhode Island's Project Goal. There are so many ways to contribute from just donating whatever you can, volunteering your time, or sponsoring a student. The program is the lifeblood for a lot of youth by offering academic improvements coupled through the passion and power of soccer. A lot of wonderful moments have been created for kids through project goals, dedication, and hard work. Anything that you can do to support would be greatly appreciated by them. Give them a visit at projectgoal.org to learn more. You know, when I learned about the group, they they had reached out on social media, and and I didn't know what they were at first. I thought they were a a youth academy just connecting and, and building soccer network connections. And then uh, I met one of the, the I, don't, I don't know if steward's the right word, but one of the program support directors. Um, it's incredible to hear stories like this where, you know, it's easy to have an off, you know, day or off calendar youth sporting camp, you know, where you just kick a ball around. I don't know that I've ever heard of one that makes sure that they're investing equally through teamwork, through the sport itself to make sure that academic academically people are set up for success you know you always hear those really sad stories especially at the college level where a student gets matriculated because of bad grades or not keeping up with their academia and you know that's usually rooted somewhere else where they have all this talent they have all this athletic ability but they don't understand the important building blocks of applying themselves and staying uh diligent in their in their schooling so the fact that this program exists is just truly incredible. I I can think of a a handful of people that I've known personally over my time that would have benefited from something like this. And and I didn't know this was around. So, you know, again, to, to echo what Jason just shared, if, if you have any charitable, um, opportunity and, or you're looking for something where you can give to that nature, highly recommend you check out project goal, uh, a great group of, of people doing a great service for the community Um, and yeah, and I, I just, I can't, I can't support them enough. I can't sponsor them enough. And, you know, hopefully through this, you know, they benefit a little bit more from, from people's kindness and their charity. So, uh, really appreciate, really appreciate project goal. Are you ready to get into these spicy listener questions that I prefaced at the beginning? Yeah, we got some, uh, (laughs) some, some nonsense to go through here. So we got one here. Great name. Taylor Twelman's right foot. He's asking, or she, we're not sure. Long-time listener, first-time caller, are you aware that the acronym for Raising Anger podcast is RAP? Does that make me a fan of RAP or a RAP fan? Asking for a friend. I want this person on the podcast. If I ever need a backup <laughs> co-anger or co-host, I've found, I've found your replacement. So just be warned that Taylor <laughs> Tolman's right foot um, is is amazing. That. I didn't even know you could put a custom field for the name. So kudos to this person. Uh, listen, I I don't even know how to answer this rap fan. What do you, I don't think it's a decision for us to make because I think the second we make a decision, it goes the opposite direction. This has to be decided amongst the listeners. Like, what do you, what do you guys want to be? Do you? I think at this point you have to accept that, you know, the thug life has chosen you. <laughs> Is that the next shirt? Just... <laughs> thug life erasing anchor <laughs> logos um i listen i i don't i don't have skin in this game to answer i i know it, it when i read this it reminded me of um like men and blazers they have gfops and stuff like that whatever you guys want to call yourselves we just appreciate you listening enough to call yourself something so you want to be rap fans or fans of rap <laughs> you tell us and we'll we will literally address you maybe maybe that's a patreon level if we ever get the patreon off the ground but i don't know about you but i was you know i was raised in the hood so i'm a huge rap fan okay well <laughs> you heard it from jason it's it's apparently rap fan for now so you can tell your friend taylor twelman is taylor twelman's right foot's friend his left foot or its left foot again being gender 
gender uh, neutral here? I guess if a foot has been separated from a person's body, is it, does it have a gender? Uh, wait, or, now it's or, separated. It just can't be his attached right foot. We're going. We're, we're going off the. Hold on. We're going way off the road here. Is that even the right question to ask? I, I don't know. Let's just keep it to whatever you guys want to call yourselves. You can call it that. Um, but great that great question. Great username. Uh, this is the best question we've ever been asked so far. So so thanks for that. Uh, what else we got? All right, and then Stephen A wants to know when will the majority of the roster be complete? Yeah. So I, I think we kind of alluded that you know we know coach wants at least at least 11 but uh looking for that number between 13 and 18 to go into preseason uh and then i think he said he didn't want more than 23 because the roster build was never complete that being said we do know that there are five to six players already signed or at least in the final discussions to be signed um so again from a week by week standpoint expect signings to be to continue to be revealed each week through the remainder of the year into into preseason in fact i would i would not be surprised by a double event because they'll probably be taking off some time for the holidays like all of these people that work at rhode island fc have been working feverishly to get this project ready and uh, a lot of them have not taken time off you know uh even when coach was in Bermuda and we had mentioned that, I think on the last podcast, it looked like he was doing work. He was getting ready and having negotiations to set up a Bermuda national team uh, training camp. So um, these, these are some of the hardest working people uh, in the world. So I would anticipate seeing those five or six probably get announced before the end of the year and, and seeing some double events. But if, if we're at six that we think we know, we know it's five or six, then we're at 11. So we've got a full team that we could field. I would anticipate that you'll see 13 to 18 before the second week of January. But, but you know, don't quote us. We get things wrong all the time. Yeah, and I think we kind of brought this up in the past, but I, the, they're announcing them in, in this way to kind of keep the excitement up and build throughout, to, to keep everyone amped. In the future, when we've already, like, played some seasons, you know, will they do it this way? I, I don't know. Only time will tell. I think it's understandable that fans are kind of like getting antsy and they just want it. They want to see that complete picture so they can start speculating like, oh, how are we going to line up? You know, and start to think who's going to link up? What kind of what kind of player are we going to see from this team? They want to start coaching the team before the coach gets to start coaching the team. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the person um, independent of the club that's probably the antsiest are the great guys who are working on some digital card uh, pieces who, you know, they take the time to carve out these custom Rhode Island FC cards, which we really need to kind of showcase a little bit more and, and do them some better service uh, on one of these upcoming episodes. You know, on, on that spirit, do we have any other questions? Uh, we got one more here from Mike. And he wants to know, what are thoughts on all the rumors around USL clubs on the verge of doom? Says it's making him as a fan nervous for our future. Your voice is getting so mysterious. It sounds like uh, taking a week off. Uh, it 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 maybe. messed up the vocal cords there a little bit. I don't know. I feel maybe I'm a little rusty. <laughs> That's what we get for taking the never again. We'll never take a week off, even, even if, if they never hear it. They'll never. <laughs> we'll just record nonsense. Um, yeah, you know. Listen, I, I we're new fans too, right? At the end of the day, we're not experts coming in with USL experience prior. And I don't think we were ever in this position when we were fans of the MLS because you just, I, I, I think maybe one year there was some insolvency concerns and that was so early on in the league. Um, you're right to question it. And I think there's recent speculation and, and a resumed uh, concern that RGV Toros will not be back for next year. Uh, it's not been confirmed, but no one has also come out right and denied it. Um, and and with Wilmer Cabrera leaving, I mean that 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 guy was an MLS legend. He was also the sporting director and head coach of that club. And while they didn't have a great season, it's like how do you replace someone like Wilmer Cabrera? So I I don't know. I really I don't know what the status of those clubs are. Uh, and I know that there's some other troubling news. I know that you know Memphis 901 FC didn't get their approval for their stadium grant to to build the the stadium as they saw fit. Um, there's some confusion now on where Oakland Roots will play because they would rather move into the vacated Coliseum in 2025. Um, you know, and, and then I think every year, you know, you hear the lights are not because they had a really bad season, but because 
the they play at a baseball field where there's already competing soccer products or not soccer products excuse me sporting products that uh it's it's just one of those things in fact when hartford was making their announcements this this week people were joking like when they saw the canadian flag background for the surprise hot drop announcement like oh the stadium's packing up and moving to to canada so I don't know what to make of it. It's too new for me personally. I, I think that you just have to kind of bear it and, and with some grit and some determination, either know that what you're believing in is is what's going to be here and what counts. I mean, we didn't take this project on as a podcast group lightly. We we knew that that's what we wanted to do and we're going to continue to support and believe it. Um, but I also think that, you know, for the clubs that are on that verge, that's that's a product of them, you know, Look at what Rhode Island FC has already put forth in terms of just trying to get this across the finish line where when you look at Milwaukee, they're delaying now by an additional year because they don't have all of the pieces in place yet now. We didn't do that. They went through a scrappy and uh, you know outrageous concept to say, hey, we're going to play in a different place. We're not going to wait because we knew what the value and the community wants from us. So I think... I think it's rooted in community. I think when the community cares and they're invested and you care back, anything can be overcome um, with the right people and the right talent. So that's a that's a really roundabout way of saying I am concerned for other lesser teams, but I'm not concerned for Rhode Island FC. And if that means we only have 23 teams in the league, then that's what it is. Does that make me worry about the league itself? Not at all, because the league in its other places and spaces is much healthier and they're doing just fine. I think that this is a canary in the coal mine to say, hey, let's be really good about vetting the future products that come in. And maybe that's a pro rel conversation down the road of saying, hey, like we can't bring you in at this level, but we can bring you in in this other side project and see if you can work your way up to the top ranks. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, with In some com- like quick comparison, MLS... You know, you you don't hear too much about it, but it it is a almost a too big to fail thing. The buy in is insane, so it's it's very different. USL is almost a little bit like the Wild West in some way. Still, there's you know you, you look throughout the history, teams have changed, moved, folded, gone up and down, but just in the short time that we've been doing this podcast, we've talked about a bunch of other markets that are interested. So there is interest in here. It's just the unfortunate reality is there, the, at the end of the day, soccer is still a commercial product. So there's a lot of probably investors who maybe for some reason or another, it's not turning out the way they want it to be. Maybe unfortunately they're just, we're just in it for the money and it's, it's, it's not working out that way. So they're, they're looking at, you know, maybe separating or getting rid of the club but like you said, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, I'm not worried about them. There's a lot of other teams that I'm not worried about them either. I think the league is in a good spot. If unfortunately we lose some friends along the way, you know, we'll uh, we'll just have to remember them. Pour one out for the homies. Couldn't say it better myself. Um, so really appreciate the questions tonight. Uh, quick rundown of events. We will be recording live content through December 15th. Um, before taking an additional holiday break for about three weeks through the holidays. Um, however, this time around, we will have pre-recorded interviews for you each week. So uh, while we're dark, you'll still be getting content um, for your listening pleasure on Fridays. We've got a great lineup of people um, that are going to be guests on the show, uh, including uh, Pawtucket Mayor Don Grebian, uh, our RAFC Chief Revenue Officer Vicki Lynch, and uh, maybe one or two other surprise guests. Um, and then we'll pick back up on January 12th, right before uh, preseason camp um, shows up. That's probably going to be like a three-hour episode, taking almost a month off. Um, we'll see how that really goes. Maybe maybe there will be some remote recording. I don't know. Um, and then also, as a quick shout-out to Defiant1636, uh, their memberships will go live along with the website uh, that they've been working uh, tirelessly on this upcoming Monday, which, uh, if I look at the calendar, is conveniently timed uh, where they can potentially recruit some new members at the kit reveal party. I wonder if that's a coincidence. And then the Defiance uh, 1636 will have various membership tiers uh, with different things offered at the different levels. So that's going to be really exciting. I don't want to spoil their 
their big uh, announcement and surprises. But I do want to make sure that you are all aware uh, that you'll be able to find out more coming this Monday uh, at ridefiant1636.org. Uh, the website's not going to be live until then, so don't go try crashing their systems right now. But I would recommend bookmarking it and just making sure that you uh, you go visit it and then give them some love as well when you see uh, the supporter group at the kit reveal party. So really excited that they'll get to be a part of that as well. What events do we uh, we have coming up? All right. So tomorrow, Saturday, December 2nd, RAFC will be at the Toys for Tots Drive located at Cardi's in Warwick. One of the Cardi brothers, Ripta and iHeartRadio, will be in attendance to help fill an entire Ripta bus with the toy donations between 9 and 12. So we have to go pick up some toys or something maybe. Definitely. All right, later in the day at 2 p.m. in a secret meetup with Rhode Island FC and Define 1636 in downtown Providence. Ask for details in the Discord or direct message the supporter group for more details. If you, the, if you love the club, definitely something you're going to want to look into. Friday, December 15th, RAFC will return to Roger Williams Zoo for the Holiday Lights Festival. That should be a good one. Those are always fun. Yeah, and then let's see, we got one more here. Finally, on Saturday, January 27th, RAFC will be at the RI Brewfest at the Waterfire Art Center. But yeah, so those are those are some some fun things that are coming and planned. Uh, you know, wherever you can participate, make sure you uh, you rep with pride. And then, uh, of course, you know the again, I got to get paid for these plugs. As a reminder, you can still buy season tickets by emailing tickets at rhodeislandfc.com or calling 401-955-7432. The ticket availability continues to shrink in terms of total inventory. But the reason I'm plugging this, and this will probably be the final time I plug this, is I saw on the website that season tickets are the number one gift you can give to someone this holiday season. So that tells me that this also applies... um, to that discount where you spend 175 and you get 25 back. So if you were looking for an even better reason or another discount on top of buying season tickets, I think this is the final holdout. There's no other better time to do it than now. Um, so get those phone calls to ticket agents, uh, ticket reps, excuse me, um, whenever you can. And remember that that promotion ends on 1214. So this is probably your last chance to do something at a, at a, at a deeply discounted rate next year when this thing kicks off and it's it's just wild uh those prices are going to be a thousand dollars a ticket i mean they didn't tell me that but i hope they charge you a thousand dollars to get in on the fun because you waited so long um you got anything else i think that's it for today um you got this scratchy voice i guess <laughs> so we gotta wrap this up I gotta get you a cough drop or something in the future I feel like there's something missing, but there always is. Uh, we'll get you next week when we cover the player that got announced, and it was beep. <laughs> oh, man, I love that guy. He's the best. <laughs> All right, guys, you can catch us on Twitter, Threads, and TikTok at RFC Podcast, Instagram at Raising Anchor, and, of course, we have a website, www.RaisingAnchorPodcast.com. Anchors up. Anchors up. See you guys on Monday at the kit reveal party. Yep. See you guys there. <laughs>